Leon Trotsky once said, to die is not a problem when a man has accomplished his historic mission. Unfortunately for Trotsky, an ice pick cut short his mission to rule Russia. His death represented a failure. But Christ would have us believe that his death was a success. The trouble is, there was absolutely nothing on Good Friday that looked victorious. John chapter 19 verse 28 says this, Later, knowing that all was now completed, and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Here we have a 30-something-year-old Jew covered in spittle and blood, stripped of his only possession, his cloak. His back is pulped from flogging. His, lips, his, his limbs are pinned to a piece of wood. His body is hoisted onto the upright. An accusation of blasphemy and sedition is placarded above him. His followers are scattered. The crowds are hurling abuse. The sky is black and heaven is silent. And Jesus waits until this moment to cry out, I did it! That's the meaning of it is finished. It's a single Greek word that means it is covered, it is satisfied, it is paid for. Archaeologists have found the words stamped across first century bills. You know, when you made that last mortgage repayment to the building society, the final notice would come back with the stamp. It is paid for, it is covered, you've done it. And in his final moments, Jesus declares his death to be his victory. It is finished, he says. Not, I am finished. This is about accomplishment. But what exactly is being accomplished here? Well, it's an ancient work that was alluded to in the opening chapters of the Bible. In Genesis 2, we read about the conclusion of the creation week. At the end of the sixth day, God rested. The Lord brought creation to completion that all might find rest in a true Sabbath. And of course, the the fall puts a major spanner in the works. There is no longer any rest to be found in this old creation. There's only striving and failing. Therefore, a new work of God is afoot and has been afoot ever since Genesis chapter 3. And then you fast forward all the way to John chapter 5 and Jesus gives a sign of the new work. In John 5, he brings new creation life to a lame man. And of course, the authorities, the, these guardians of the old order, they are incensed that Jesus would work on the Sabbath. And Jesus replies, my father is always at, at work, even to this very day, and I too am working. The father and the son, they have not retired from the world. Since the fall, the father and the son have been working to redeem the old creation and bring it to its true rest. This is the great work of God. This is the task which must be finished. The destruction of the old order so that new life might be raised up. And here on the cross we see it happening. The Son has become flesh. He has taken humanity to himself and with it the headship of this old order. He wraps our death, pain, struggle and curse around himself so that he might put it into the ground like a seed. Then the world can be raised up, born again. Picture him there on that cross. 
He is lifted up as the head of this old order, this old order that is shot through with sin, curse, and death. He becomes this figure of disgust, truly summing up the hell of our plight. And now look at the time. It's Friday afternoon. It's the end of the sixth day. Sabbath is closing in when no one can work. And just in the nick of time, Jesus shouts out, finished, finished. His work is to die, to take this creaking world down into death and finish it off once and for all. On the sixth day, he accomplished his mission. It is finished. On the Sabbath, he rests. And on the Sunday, a whole new world begins.